With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What's up, everybody? Welcome back out in front of the Horseshoe for another off-season report. This time, it's cornerbacks week. That's the 40-year bet, Tim May. That's Andy Backstrom. I'm Spencer Holbrook, coming to you from... The Horseshoe. Uh, we called it the Letterman Lounge last week with Matt Parker and I. Now we're just calling it an off-season report on-site location. Uh, we're going to talk about cornerbacks, Tim, a unit that was decent last year, was not great last year, had its bright moments last year, did not live up to expectations last year, and has a ton of expectations heaped on them this year as an improved unit that should take a marked step forward uh, under Tim Walton in year two. Yeah, I think you could have just summed it up with the word inconsistent yeah <laughs> you know i'm not knocking you uh that set me up for my little joke but the bottom line is yes i mean this was a great example uh of a unit that was a good example of the defense from the standpoint of man sometimes they look really good and sometimes they look like oh my goodness what are they doing do they know what they're doing uh do the coordinator does the coordinator do the uh, coaches know what these guys are capable of do they know what they're doing Kind of like a disarray situation, which really, as we all know, uh, came to a head against Michigan and in, and then against Georgia, really at certain times in that game. Uh, but the bottom line is, the way they went into that, with everybody who got hurt, you know, in preseason camp or missed things, Jordan Hancock missing more than half the season with that uh, pulled hamstring, uh, Denzel Burke being banged up all through preseason camp, which we we were not privy to a lot of that of the yeah. Denzel Burke stuff. Uh, and then you've got, you know, just guys coming along that, uh, let's face it, Cam Brown didn't exactly have a great year either. No. I mean, so all these things added up. But the flip side of it is almost everybody we're going to talk about got ridiculous experience last year. And we, we can go through the, uh, the list of cornerbacks I've covered, you've covered, uh, Andy has covered, who paid the price for being first-year players, first-year starters in some respects, no matter what team you're talking about, but including definitely Ohio State, BIA, right? Yeah. Well, BIA means you've got to pay your dues that first year, get beat a few times, do things the wrong way, go off on a limb sometimes when you get desperate, et cetera, and then come back to reality. And I think this is one of the great examples of a unit that's going to benefit greatly from what it went through a year ago. And, uh, you know, obviously it starts with Denzel Burke, and Jordan Hancock, and goes from there. Yeah, it will start with Enzo Burke because as a freshman, he was phenomenal. Uh, not quite an All-American level, but he was very, very good as a freshman. He seemed quite sure of himself as a freshman, which was interesting. It was almost borderline cocky, which yes. you don't want to see from a freshman. Um, and I don't think he carried that into his sophomore year. Uh, Andy, even before uh, we added Andy to our, to our wonderful team here, it just didn't seem like the same Denzel Burke at any point last year from what we saw as a freshman. You saw that confidence, though, this offseason. You could, you could tell he was back to being maybe cocky Denzel Burke that is borderline cocky, really confident. I think that's probably a good thing for this Ohio State secondary. I think they need a little bit of that edge to them, uh, especially when it comes to Denzel Wait, Burke. Wait a minute, I'm, people, no, I'm smiling because that, that term wonderful team, that was very interesting. <laughs> I think we're pretty wonderful. 
and uh, leave a comment if you think we are as well. If you don't, then uh, leave a comment too. Nobody interrupts too much. That's yeah. what they'll comment, but go ahead. Yeah, Denzel Burke adopted this pro approach you talked about in the spring, and it's really showing up early, staying late. We've seen it with other players here. Marvin Harrison Jr. is the one that sticks out, of course. But Denzel Burke had a strong end to last year, which I think kind of gets overlooked because yep. of the injuries at the beginning of the year, struggles at the beginning of the year. But he only allowed 10 catches over the last five games, and he kind of carried that into the offseason and had a great spring game, had two pass breakups. One was on a third down right near the sideline with Carnell Tate. Another one was downfield, Jaden Ballard. He got a hand in there. And so he had a strong spring game, a strong spring overall, and the coaches were raving about him even from the first spring practice. They mentioned that he probably got more hands on balls in that one practice than he had all of the previous spring. Yeah. And that was just a big theme about all these defensive backs, hands on ball. And yeah. that was just the big emphasis because this is a cornerback group that last year had zero interceptions. This is a team that had 18 takeaways total and 10 of those came in two games. So that's a strong emphasis for this team. Get the hand on the ball and create interceptions. Yeah, 11 interceptions as a team last year. Like you said, none of them came from the cornerback. Three of them came from uh, Tanner McAllister from the slot corner. And four of them came from Tommy Eikenberg, Steel Chambers, and JT Tui Molowal. Like that That's just not good enough. This, this unit has to be able to create more havoc, Tim. It's weird to say havoc from the cornerback spot, but you know the defensive line's going to do its job, we think. Cornerbacks yeah. have to do their job, and that, that's getting their hands on the football, whether it's intercepting passes or just breaking more up. Yeah, I just I, I, I think it's coincidental maybe that uh, C.J. Strauss no longer the quarterback that they're trying to get their hands on his thrown <laughs> ball on, on his passes. You're still upset. Yeah. yeah. Everything kind of melds into like a. But the main thing is, do are they are they did they gain confidence in the spring? I think they definitely did. See, I'm not one of these guys, that, and uh, just maybe I'm an outlier. I know I'm odd, but when yeah. the quarterbacks end up with a lot of picks it has nothing to do with what I think of when it comes to pass defense. Uh, from, for example, Denzel Burke having the last few really pretty good games, in my opinion, a lot of times, you know, offensive coordinators pick up on that yeah. and they don't yeah. challenge you. You know, they don't challenge you. Let's face it, the place to really, to really make some, uh, to really grow some tall corn or whatever uh, farm analogy you would use since you grew up on a farm was against the safeties last year in the safety areas uh, a lot of times in the coverage situations of, of this Ohio State defense and uh, but with that said I think I think everybody's looking forward to Denzel Burke having a pretty much an injury free preseason camp along with Jordan Hancock and see where they can go because we've been pretty to get to watch these guys practice sometimes and see what they're capable of. And then I want to see some of the young guys, Jair Brown. We'll get there. They're, they're we'll get to, there. They're trying to bring him along, et cetera. You know, they're trying to find a place for him because they know they've got some talent on hand. It's just, uh, and now they've got some guys that, like I said, have paid their dues. Yeah, we'll get to the younger guys here in just a minute. But, okay. you know. You're saving one for me, right? Absolutely, I am. Uh, you talk about injury-free. Jordan Hancock. It's a guy who was rumored to be uh, immediate impact in 2021. Dude, uh, it preseason didn't really... camp, we were. Remember early, we got to talk to quarterbacks early in preseason camp. He just figured this guy was going places. Yeah, and then the only place he was going was the training table yeah. because training room. He had a, a hamstring issue that just lingered, yeah. and lingered, and lingered. And instead of being a breakout star, he was uh, in the breakout room. And so I, I think that's that's was an issue for the Ohio State secondary. When you have a guy that is expected to take the second year jump that this program likes to talk about, the develops your mantra, and then he that get that gets hampered by a, an injury that you just can't really avoid. 
some, something like a soft tissue that just keeps getting aggravated, keeps getting extended period of time. Even coming back from that the last few games, there's no way to get back to 100% without having practice, and you just don't get enough practice in the, in the season to do that. I think the spring was as big for Jordan Hancock as it was for anybody, Andy. Yeah, he had a strong spring as well. I mean, a lot of these corners did, but the, the competition there at the second corner spot, because I think we all feel confident that Denzel Burke's corner one in this group, well, there's Davison Igbenosin, who we haven't mentioned yet, yeah. from Ole Miss they brought in. That might have been their biggest transfer acquisition this offseason. Sort of 10 games as a true freshman for Ole Miss in the SEC. He's a lengthy corner, almost got that Jeff Okuda build, 6'2", 187 pounds, and really someone that could start. You know, I, I yeah. don't know how much it really matters who's the starting cornerback to. I expect them to rotate probably between Davison Igbenosin and Jordan Hancock and maybe even a, a Jair Brown in that situation. Because they need depth, right? They can't have last year's situation happen again. But I do think that if you're interested in who's starting day one in Bloomington, it could be Davis Igmanosin on the other yeah. side. And you're exactly right. And the, the, the point is, he has played a lot. Yeah. I mean, he played a lot as a freshman at Ole Miss. And uh, yeah, he has some good times and some bad times. But it goes back to that paying the price thing. You know, he's much like what Denzel Burke kind of went through uh, as a freshman. Uh, I, he didn't have quite, he wasn't quite as flashy as Denzel Burke was as a freshman, no. but it's still, you know, this is a guy who exudes confidence and has one of the great names, in my opinion, uh, out there. We'll get to a guy who has a great, another great name in, in a moment, which we're saving for me. But uh, but you're right. I mean, I, I Davis and Igbenosin and uh, Taiwan Malone are two of the great pickups, I think, in the country from a defensive standpoint of guys who fit right in of what a team needed. Uh, Taiwan Malone, of course, defensive tackle coming up also ironically from Ole Miss. I don't but, think that's ironic. Well, you, it's <laughs> ironic that both of them showed up you know, and, they, and they played for Ole Miss last year, no matter what the circumstances were, they got them here. Uh, both being from New Jersey, both going, you know, wow, I really, probably in their minds are going, I really I miss those uh, falls in the north as opposed to, you know, 100 degrees in the south, but I digress. A lot of things went on there, of course. But uh, bottom line is David Benosian was a huge pickup for this team. Yeah, the cornerback unit shouldn't stink uh, for this Ohio State team this year. You know what else doesn't stink, Andy? These shorts that I'm wearing right now from Bird Dogs, uh, the no-stink technology in these things allows for you to wear them. You sweat. They, they have a sweat guard in the band. They're super nice. Uh, they're made just like Lululemon's, only better. They're more comfortable. They're designed with a stretch fabric that makes me be able to do whatever I want. I can run around the horseshoe 15 times. I wouldn't be sweaty because they don't stink. And even if I do sweat, they don't stink. They're super comfortable. I can do the high knees in them. I can do everything I need to do. High knees. And they can be yours right now at birddogs.com slash LR. If you use that code, you get a free Yeti style tumbler that says bird dogs on it. It's beautiful. I've got one in my kitchen. I've been using it. Andy, we talked about it. It's hot. You carry this thing around and there's just no sweat on your hands. That's my favorite thing about it. It just doesn't sweat. Nope, it doesn't. It's a good, it's a good get. You got to get in on it. Yeah, it's birddogs.com slash LR. Tim, you could even get a do polo. They, do they make uh, golf pants yet? They do make golf pants, Tim. Uh, That's exactly right. I will model those anytime. I've played a lot I've of- I've got golf pants on now and it, it's like you're, whatever. Really I, nice. I've played a lot of golf in Bird Dogs. They're beautiful, they're comfortable, they're stylish. Uh, they've got the, the straight khaki pants. They've got the, the joggers that everybody likes to wear. They've got these beautiful athletic shorts. I don't cover Ohio State in athletic shorts unless I'm wearing Bird Dogs. They've got the khaki shorts that I've already talked about last week during Safety's Week. 
They can all be yours. And if you use the code LR at checkout right now at birddogs.com, you can get a free Yeti style tumbler with any purchase. That's birddogs.com slash LR, or just use the promo code LR at checkout to get your hands on that Yeti style tumbler with the shorts, the pants, the polos. Speaking of getting their hands on things. Wait, wait, wait. So you cover, when you cover Ohio State, you're covered by bird dogs. That's a great way to say it, Tim. Yeah. If you want to be covered, if you want to cover Ohio State, be covered by bird dogs. Al fresco is not the way to go. go Speaking of coverage, let's get back to cornerbacks, fellas. Uh, as we move right along, cornerbacks week presented by Byers Auto here at Letterman Row. Uh, Tim, a couple of youngsters coming up through the ranks. We've got Jair Brown, who appears to be making that push. You've got Ryan Turner, who yeah. a little bit lost in the shuffle right now, but I think there's still potential for him to special teams, uh, second team reps, uh, get ready for the future, because Ohio State might lose some guys here in the future. Um, and then we won't get to the freshman yet. I'm not going to let you say his name yet. But that, that group of Jair Brown and uh, Ryan Turner could be a good, solid core to start with when you talk about the future of this program along with Davis and Nick Benoson as a second-year guy. Yeah, you know, you almost go on spin cycle when you start talking about this defense and the things they could do in this defense. I'm not talking about just those two fellas, but yeah. the way they can mix and match situations in the spring, they it really does look like they experimented, maybe not the right term to use, but worked on some things like we're talking about, about the slot corner position, as yeah. opposed to uh, a safety coming down and, and being that uh, that slot cover guy. Uh, they got burned there several times last year when they when teams got the, the great matchups they wanted. Michigan and Georgia are two great examples. And Toledo uh, too. Exactly, Toledo. That's a long time, but Toledo needed to really, they needed to start a forest fire. They didn't get that one going, <laughs> but to, uh, to have a shot. But but the bottom line was that was when it was first kind of exposed to us. Yeah. Though, the one of the weaknesses of this defense, 4-2-5 defense. You're, that's another. Uh, that's another one of these uh, conversations for another day. But the bottom line is, uh, it's really interesting the way these coaches are thinking about things. They understand where they got burned last year. Yes. In some in some ways, basically a mismatch of a really good receiver against a you know a decent safety. Uh, now. You can, you can uh, pinpoint these kind of things and get after it. Western Kentucky, I think, is going to be the big reveal for this defense and what they've got planned about stopping uh, wide-open passing attacks. We'll see where it goes from there. But, uh, yes, Jair Brown and, and Ryan Turner uh, offer them some options there. It's a little bit of versatility. Those guys can both play outside if you need them to. Jair Brown has a start in Big Ten action under his belt. He started against Wisconsin in this very building last year as a true freshman. However, both of them took quite a few reps in the spring, Andy, at that slot cornerback spot, that slot nickelback. When you need a corner-style player in that slot, it seemed like Ohio State went toward Cameron Martinez, but also Jair Brown in that role. And when you needed a safety out there, uh, maybe more run stuff, uh, they had other guys in there. But I think it's interesting to note, like Tim said, that these two second-year guys, and now you put Davis and Igbenosin in with them, there's a lot of opportunities in the slot that they could uh, maybe uh, have a chance there. Yeah, well, you're looking for ways to get these guys reps in practice and also in games and because there's no replacement for that. And one way yeah. to do that is give them more chances and, and more position groups 
you're going to get those chances. But it is a laundry list right now at nickel because you can list all these guys anywhere from Sonny Styles, who's almost like a linebacker almost in that nickel spot hovering around the line of scrimmage, to players like Ryan Turner, who's much more like that inside corner you compare to maybe like a Cameron Martinez. So there's so many of these players that you can fit in there. But I do think it's wise that they're taking more of an open-minded approach to that. Yeah spot that nickel spot because it doesn't have to be a safety and maybe it shouldn't be it's really got to be matchup based and i think they're being a little bit more flexible with that and i think that could help guys like you know ryan turner and jair brown get some more experience yeah this and, and, and like we talked about on last week's show uh cam martinez you know which we a lot of people thought might develop into a cornerback kind of guy at one point just because of his pure athletic ability he was at his best when his first year when he was just matched up with a with a slot guy, just go cover that guy. I mean, yep. you watch the video of it and, uh, in certain games. And, and so you're right, I mean, it, and, and Jim Knowles, I mean, no matter how you count, it takes a while to come to grips for a defense or players to come to grips with what you want and for you to come to grips with what you've got yep. from a personnel standpoint. I think, they, I think Jim Knowles, from just listening to him talk uh, here a month or so ago, I think he has a good idea of what guys can offer, what they bring to the table. And I think it was, I think a great example of that was the way they mix and matched in the spring. I'm gonna, before we get to the freshman, Tim, because I had a good transition there for the freshman, but I'm gonna credit these corners last year who had a, a lot of chances to make excuses. Oh yeah. The injuries, um, the new system where it's, the corners were just simply asked to do different things in this new system than they were under Kerry Combs and, and Matt Barnes. It's just a different way to play defense. And they, there were a lot of excuses to be had. I wrote about this a little bit with the, at the end of Safeties Week last week. The excuses were there, and especially from this cornerback group. They didn't really make them. You know, Denzel Burke, you talked to me, said, no, I'm fine. But you knew he was hurt. Yeah, Jordan bro, Hancock. Bone in his hand. I mean, Jordan well, Hancock. That Jordan Hancock. You get along. Jordan Hancock missed more than half of the reps that he could have taken throughout the entire year. But hey, it looked like he handled the, the hamstring a lot better than another player yeah, no. on the team, Jackson but, Smith and Jigma, who tried to come back. But there was an excuse to be made there. He didn't make the excuse. He said, no, I need to get better. I'm not at 100%, but I still yeah. need to be better. Like this group, for you know, Cameron Brown wasn't an excuse maker. He, he was one of the fighters of this group, yes. uh, quite literally, back in that 2021 game against Michigan. All that is to say, like, this group did not make excuses, and I think that's going to help them moving forward. They didn't fall back on, on those crutches that were there for them to, to hang on to. They, they kind of just let themselves go and keep playing and keep fighting through whatever they were doing. With all that being said, you're introducing a few new guys to this unit. I'm super excited about this cornerback group. I think this this upcoming cornerback group has a chance to be really, really good uh, for Ohio State here in the future, and maybe even immediately, but the depth chart looks like it might be a little more slanted toward the future, Tim. I know there's one freshman you want to talk about in particular. Yeah. By the way, I want to say one quick thing. You know, it's, Cornerbacks have that mantra, you know, whatever just happened, you got to forget about it. Be a goldfish. Yeah. But you can't just forget about slipping and a guy going, you know, scoring a big-time touchdown in a big-time game. You know, that, yeah. that has to be – you have to learn from some of these experiences. You can't forget about that. Meaning, yeah. you know, that's a that's a, an old euphemism. But uh, I think they're going to benefit from either themselves doing it or watching other guys do it. Like Cam Brown against Michigan, you know, the slip. Uh, or the, the missed tackle out on the edge, and boom, they get a cheap touchdown, and you're going, uh-oh. Yeah. You know, you see the dam breaking slowly, but surely that dam totally collapsed. Damn. I digress. Calvin Simpson Hunt. That would be good enough. 
because what a great name. It sounds like it's uh, from that guy, uh, the uh, one of those characters in Animal House. Uh, but Calvin Simpson Hunt. And then on top of that, he's from Waxahachie, Texas. I knew that was coming. Yeah, I've known about it. Everybody's known about Waxahachie, at least a guy like me has. You know, that's where they filmed uh, much of the movie Tender Mercies way back when with Robert Duvall and, uh, and, and a great cast. What year is this? Uh, well, yeah, because now it's almost a suburb of Dallas. Back then it was a, you know, a place off I-40, I think it's I-45, I-35, where you maybe you got off if you run out of gas. But the bottom line is uh, this guy can play. Uh, when they got in on him and then when they got the commit from him, well, you just flip on the video and wow, he just exudes that kind of like Denzel Burkish confidence about playing the position. He's also a lot more physical, I think, than some people think. Think at the uh, All-American game down in San Antonio. I think uh, our, our buddy Matt Parker really liked what he saw. And uh, I'm just excited to see this guy maybe get a shot. Will he get the shot? That remains to be seen. Might I add, Tim, uh, he's quick as a hiccup, as they would say. Uh, he's a speedster. They say don't, that in Athens. If you don't believe me, <laughs> West Ohio. Google, Bing, uh, Yahoo search, whatever you want to do. None, none of them sponsor our show, so whatever one is your choice. Uh, just look up his 100-yard dash, 100-meter dash, oh, whatever yeah. they call it. The man can fly. He's yes. very fast. But he's not even the highest ranked corner to come to Ohio State in this cycle. And I know that you're excited for Calvin Simpson Hunt, but an in-state five-star cornerback was a must land for Ohio State, a late arrival for Ohio State as far as you know, Ohio State watched him camp last summer before his senior season. He gets the offer, he commits, all of a sudden he's moving up the boards as a five-star recruit. That's Jermaine Matthews. Yeah. And you talk about a physical, violent, quick cornerback with good ball skills. Like, there are very few flaws from a prospect standpoint when, you, when, when Charles Power and the people evaluate these corners. There are very few flaws in Jermaine Matthews' game. He struggled a little bit as a freshman in spring practice. That's to be expected. But I think there's a lot of reason for optimism for Jermaine Matthews for the future, but maybe even the immediate future, if he can take all of those lessons learned from the spring and maybe put them to use in the fall. Yeah, it's a learning curve, right? As Tim mentions, your first year, but then also your first spring. So yeah. it, was, it was inevitable he was going to have some hiccups here and there in March and April. But I felt like overall he fit in with this group. And, uh, it, you know, it, there's always the potential that a freshman could get on the field. We talked about Denzel yeah. Burke, his true freshman season. He was out there, and you never know with injuries. If this group has another injury bug passed along, you never know who's going to need to be called upon, whether it's Calvin Simpson Hunt or whether it's, you know, Jermaine Matthews on the other side. So I, I don't know um, exactly how it's all going to turn out, but it's possible they do end up playing this season. I would yeah. not be surprised to see either of those guys have special teams roles. Uh, Oh, no. no. I mean, I, I would think both of them exude that kind of uh, athletic ability that you want on the field in some form or fashion from the get-go. Because if they're as good as you think they are, they're only going to be here three years anyway, you know? Yeah. So it's like uh, – but, yeah, I mean, I like both of these guys. I like them based on video. And as uh, Andy was talking there, we were like, talking about the young man making the transition from high school to, to practicing on a college football field in, uh, in March. Uh, yeah, there was probably no Marvin Harris. He's probably never covered a guy like Marvin Harrison Jr. before. So no. there's always going to be that acclimation point, that transition. But all of these guys have the game. Now get it out of them. 
The cornerback position at Ohio State has been interesting um, since Jeff Okuda and Damon Arnett left as a pair of first-round picks on the outside. Look at 2020, Tim. Cameron Brown was kind of slated to be that next man up. Tears his Achilles in game two against Penn State there in late October. Yeah. You look at 2021, Seven Banks is supposed to be the guy. All of a sudden, Denzel Burke's out there starting instead. Uh, and Seven Banks had a lot of injuries, and, and things happened, and, and he ends up not even on the roster uh, for the, for the Rose Bowl. Case, so Denzel Burke, real quick, I don't remember being jacked. Uh, I, I, th I thought it was cool when they got Denzel Burke, but I don't remember being over the top. Well, from the standpoint of like we're talking maybe about a couple of these guys, you understand? But you never know who's going to make that transition and like not blink an eye. That's and the he point. Did that's the point I was going to make was I, I covered the 2021 recruiting cycle with with our friend with our friend Berman. We were talking more about the two top 60 guys that they got, right. Jacqueline Johnson and Jordan Hancock much more than we were right. about potential impact player Denzel Burke. Then you fast forward to last year as we move along with these couple years where it's just been weird. Last year, Jordan Hancock and Denzel Burke. Well, Denzel Burke has a down year and Jordan Hancock has hurt the entire season. So yeah. the cornerback spot has just been in a state of flux. And I think at minimum this year with the talent coming back and the talent on hand, Andy, I think you're just going to get at the bare minimum, I think you're just going to get a little bit more consistency from these corners just by by default because you kind of know who's coming and who's going to be there. It's an important year for the corners. It's an important year for cornerbacks coach Tim Walton who got the promotion to defensive pass game coordinator. He's already the secondary coach overall. I think it's an important year for him to kind of put an imprint now in the second year of this system and for this group as a whole to get back to that standard as Tim first mentioned the best in America standard which it's kind of got lost in the shuffle here the last few years. Really on the whole defense, it's kind of been lost, and, and especially in that secondary well, where they take pride in it. it right, what, yeah, they need they someone do. to step up to give them credibility yeah. to claim that that motto. You know, yeah. I, I think that's gotta be either Denzel Burke, maybe it's Jordan Hancock, maybe it's Dave Ignosa, maybe it's someone that we talked about just recently that's, that's a newcomer. Um, but it's, it's someone has to do it because for, if you have so many years in a row where you don't have someone making that jump you can't really claim that yeah. anymore well, that's no longer yeah. the standard you have to earn it you don't you can't make you proclaim yourself it you have to earn it and uh and it has slipped for all kinds of different reasons uh you know but without a doubt they want to get that back i mean that's that was a great bragging point for them for a long time kind of like this run of receivers they've had yep. same idea you know funny how this run of receivers has come along and the cornerback <laughs> the bia has kind of slipped a little coinky dink there I would say it's more coincidental than anything. Yeah. It may not help the confidence in that cornerback room being uh, going against the Marvin Harrisons and the Chris Olaves and the Garrett Wilson every day. Mecca Buka, yeah. Carnell Tate, oh my goodness. Well, he's the future. Uh, the future of this cornerback position is still a little unknown, but like I said, I think there's a little bit more consistency and continuity to be had this year uh, than in previous years. We'll see how it all shakes out next week when we hear from the Buckeyes. Finally, position weeks, putting a bow on these things. Then we head to Indianapolis for Big Ten Media Days. Really excited to get there with Andy Backstrom with the 40-year vets in May. I'll be there wearing my bird dogs. Go to birddogs.com slash LR right now with any purchase. You get a free Yeti-style tumbler. We will see you in Indianapolis. Maybe you won't be there. Maybe we're just watching from afar. We'll be there in Indianapolis for Big Ten Media Days next week. Until then, just keep following the coverage at lettermanroad.com as we break down the Ohio State cornerbacks, Tim Walton, Denzel Burke, the whole gang. Um, yeah. I think we're running a pretty good deal over there. We're, we're having a pretty good time at LettermanRow.com in the Letterman Lounge message board. Go check us out there. We will see you there. For now, again, the 40-year vet Tim May, Andy Baxter, I'm just Spencer Holbrook. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. We'll see you guys there.
Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.